The final percent. The final percent. Welcome to the Final Percent Podcast, and uh, as I get ready for church today, um, Kayla's still getting ready, and I realized I, I have just a few things on my heart that I want to put together and uh, get out there for you, and one of the things is, is I think that we are getting into a day and age where we are using words inappropriately. And I would like to change people's language. We just went through one of the ones, uh, one of the podcasts where I'm talking about, let's take the word influencer out of our vocabulary because I think it's becoming a little toxic and people are just saying, I want to be an influencer, but they don't know what they want to influence. And I think we're in a day and age where, um, I just talked about this with my uh, coaching group last night. And it's just a, it's a few minute thing, but if, how many times do you get home and your, your husband or your wife or your best friend, whatever it is, asks you to do something and you respond with, ah, I can't do that right now. I need to decompress. And I want to start attacking the language that is becoming so prominent in America because I think it is hurting us more than we realize. If we, if we look at the word decompress, it seems a little weird because if everyone's running and they're expanding and they're making money and they're doing things and they're uh, having meetings and uh, having fun, whatever it is, you're moving out. You're moving forward. You're stretching yourself. So by that logic, shouldn't we want to compress and so I just, and I understand what people are saying. Oh, I need to de-stress is what they're saying. So therefore, if you say I need to decompress, what you are admitting to is that you live a stressful life. And I think without realizing it, a lot of the people are going, when they when they say those words, they are saying, hey, I have a stressful life. I had a stressful day. And your words are so much more powerful than I think that you realize. So then you spend time in your quote-unquote decompression mode, actually just stressed more out because your body is saying, yeah, you're right, you're right, you, you had a stressful day. And I think that the world is a very interesting thing in the fact that I think it always says yes to you. If you say, oh, man, there's no way that I can do that. Well, you're, you're right. The world is just going to say, yeah, you're right. But then if you say, oh, man, there's... There's no way that I'm going to get an A. Oh, there's, you're right. And then the world's going to, if you say, oh, I'm not going to get a promotion. I'm never going to get that car. I'm never going to get that house. The world responds with, you're right. But then if you say, I can and I will and I can get that house. I can, I can get that college education. I can, I can achieve and I can be. Then the world's going to say, you're right. I can be the next Steve Jobs, you're right. I can be the next Tony Robbins. You're right. But you have to actually wholeheartedly believe that. And when we start letting these societal words and the terminology that we're so used to hearing from everybody creep in and not truly understand what we are doing to ourselves, and then 
there's this coupling effect. I just read the book um, Talking with Strangers, and he talks a lot about this. It's by Malcolm Gladwell. I really encourage everybody to listen to it. But he talks a lot about this coupling effect in so many things in the fact that if you say certain words so many times in a certain location, so for instance, if you get home every night at work, or from work, and your significant other says, hey, can we do this? And you say, I need to decompress. You're coupling the fact that you need to decompress with your own house. And so what I want people to do is I want I want you to, number one, identify what it means to recharge your body battery. I want you to identify what it means, and, and it's going to be done in two ways. So instead of saying, I need to decompress, I want you to say, I need some downtime. Now, downtime can be spent with a bunch of other people. Um, it's, it's where you don't have an agenda. It's where you can actually relax. It's where you can throw your phone in another room, and it doesn't matter. It's where you can snug on the couch with your wife. It's where you can hang out with um, the guys playing poker. But that's, that's downtime. Downtime is important. It's going to recharge who you are. It's going to recharge the inside. And, and a lot of your creativity is going to come from those moments because you are not thinking about anything. But, man, I'm telling you, your, your subconscious keeps working back there. But so many people always think, oh, well, I just have to work. I, like you, you watch the quote-unquote influencers of America, and they seemingly are always working. No, if you really look at the influencers of America, they're seemingly driving Lamborghinis all the time and throwing parties. It's very interesting. Um, they're not working in the same way. And, and some of them out there are really doing some good things. Other, it's, it's very much just a, a poster that is being shown to us and uh, it's not real. And I think we need to come to grips with the fact that it's not real. And we need to come to grips with the fact that if we are going to have these beliefs in there, the quote-unquote influencers, we've got to adjust how we get certain things accomplished uh, better. And I think it starts with having real downtime. Downtime means you're not striving, you're not learning. You have to focus on yourself. There's so many people who are constantly, and I, I, I'm guilty of this, so this is where this comes from. I was, I, if I was sitting still, I would have to be learning something or doing something. And it takes it takes away from who you can be in your family and your friends and your relationships and so downtime is realistically the kind of the whole reason of life if you think about it because you work so hard so you can play hard right so if you work really hard and then you forget to play hard you're not you're not giving yourself a reason to work hard again you just get burnt out and if you run your engine at redline or you have a battery that's always at 3%, you're never going to be that effective. So downtime to recharge that battery, I think, is really important. Um, now, I'm not saying just sit around and be lazy. I'm saying, like, quality, purposeful time with the ones that you love. Now, the other part of this, quote-unquote, deconstru deconstructing the decompression myth, um, I think, is me time. And I think this is the one that we probably get wrong the most because... We are getting addicted to... How many times have you been going on a walk, for instance? You're going to walk through the park, you're walking through the mall, you're walking through Target. It, it doesn't matter, wherever you're walking. But because we live in this society, you always are doing things as if people are watching you. 
And that's because we we secretly all, well, most of us, we secretly all want to be, uh, we want to be watched. That's why we put stuff on Instagram. That's why we put stuff on, on Facebook. And it's not healthy to constantly be doing things out of character or in this cognitive dissonance. And so I want people to start having me time, some purposeful me time. Now that can be reflection. It can be meditation. It can be learning. It can be whatever you want it to be. It can be making music. Um, it can be whatever you want it to be. But a solitary, like 30 minutes, an hour of you with your thoughts, 30 minutes, an hour, uh, 90 minutes, whatever, a whole day. I don't, I don't care what it is, but sometimes people need to start becoming friends with themselves again. They need to get in touch with themselves again, and they need to love themselves again. But we get so addicted to having to be around other people, so addicted to constantly be posting stuff on Instagram. So, ad- and this is a true addiction. We get all of these addictions, and then when we have to spend our time alone that's truly alone, and we're not broadcasting it to the world, and we're not trying to show the world how cool we are and what we're doing and what we have, it feels like wasted time when, in fact, it might be the most important time. And I think that we have to start, instead of saying, I need decompression, or I I need to decompress, then look at your wife and say, hey, let's have some downtime. That's snug on the couch. That's not snug on the couch with one arm around your wife and the other hands on your phone and you're scrolling through Instagram. That's, that's be present in that moment. Um, now, don't get me wrong. If, it, it, if it's not time for snug, um, sorry, this is something that Kayla and I do all the time. We snug on the couch. It's our favorite thing. Um, but downtime can be flipping through Instagram, but call it what it is. Downtime can be playing a video game on your phone, but call it what it is. And everyone needs it. You've got to recharge your battery. Um, but don't forget about me time. And that's something that I've been trying to make a concerted effort so that I can do my own maybe version of meditation. I mean, I don't sit on a, on a rug with my, my legs folded with my hands out and all that stuff, but meditation can be alone with your own thoughts where you're trying to clear your mind and you're just trying to be peaceful and it's all about you. And there's a reason why when they say that the plane is about to go down, that they want you to put your mask on first so you can help other people. And I think that it starts with understanding downtime, understanding me time, and it is so, so much more important than people realize right now. And they're not using purposeful me time, purposeful downtime, they're using the word decompress as an excuse because we've seen it in movies. We've seen it in, in television. We, we, we've heard our parents say it. And I think the whole decompress thing has become an excuse. And I, like I, I tell a lot of my coaching clients, it is vastly more important how you talk to you than how I talk to you. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm good at motivation and inspiration and maybe clearing things up, putting things into, into focus a little bit. But it is so much more important how you talk to you throughout the day. And I think you getting addicted to certain terminology, oh, I need to decompress. Chances are you probably don't actually need to decompress. You're so much more powerful than you give yourself credit for. 
you can achieve so much more than you realize, but you need, we get addicted to excuses in today's day and age, and I'm going to systematically attack all of the words that I start identifying in my coaching practice as people give them to me that are this reoccurring thing, and I just get this decompression thing all the time. I see it in relationships all the time. And that's why that's my next word that I want to kind of nip in the bud and change the way that we're talking. And most importantly, change the way that we're talking to ourselves so that we can live a final percent life. I, we need to go the final percent for ourselves so that we can achieve that exponential part of life. And then we can go the final percent for other people. This has been the Final Percent Podcast. Thanks for listening to me. I'm off to church. I'm going to have some fun. Uh, Got to give it all back because, you know, God's had my back and I'm blessed. And uh, let's go. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday.